0: At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Hello Michigan fans, Trevor Woods here from the Block M podcast and affiliate of the Fan First Sports Network. The Wolverines headed into East Lansing, into Spartan Stadium on Saturday night, and thoroughly dominated their arch rival to the tune of 49 to nothing, from opening kickoff to the final whistle. Michigan had this one under control. During the week, there was some outside noise about the Michigan program. Allegations of sign signal stealing surfaced to this point. No evidence has been provided into this NCAA investigation. And it's worth noting that sign stealing in and of itself is not illegal, but we'll see how that allegations and this investigation pans out. Head coach Jim Harbaugh has said that he has no knowledge of what, what's going on, and he would never condone cheating of any kind, and it's not tolerated from Harbaugh. However, Michigan State, it was reported by The Athletic that Michigan State considered not playing this game for health and safety reasons, and that ended up being ridiculous and something that was laughed at, scoffed at by fans of every stripe across the nation. They thought it was pretty ridiculous that Michigan State even considered not playing And head coach Harlan Barnett even said it in the post-game press conference they almost considered not playing. That was a legitimate conversation about health and safety going into this game. What made those types of claims all the more ridiculous in this one is Michigan State offensive lineman Spencer Brown on a play in the third quarter. He pushed edge rusher Braden McGregor into the ground and used his helmet like a battering ram, went airborne, jumped down into pile drive his helmet into the head and neck area of McGregor. Brown was kicked out of the game for this. But absolutely egregious, and this is a team heading into the matchup, was talking about health and safety. Also heading into the matchup, head coach Barnett also talked about how Mark D'Antonio, who's been an advisor re-roll, associate head coach role since the firing of Mel Tucker D'Antonio, Michigan State's former coach was on the sideline in this one, but leading up into this matchup, Barnett talked about how there was a secret formula D'Antonio had to success in this rivalry. Well, apparently that formula was lost since D'Antonio parted ways as being head coach there a few years back and 49 to nothing, absolute embarrassment for the Michigan State program for D'Antonio personally he looked like he was suffering from the cold weather and that goose egg that Michigan State had on their end Michigan 477 yards of total offense Michigan State just 190 yards of total offense Michigan 7 of 11 on third down and quarterback J.J. McCarthy absolutely electric in this one once again 21 of 27 287 yards passing Four touchdowns. McCarthy, he ran a couple times, eight yards throughout the day when you factor in his sacks. He did have a long of 16, but overall McCarthy was not a runner By design, they wanted to keep him upright. No dirty hits can be had if he is more of a pocket passer. So McCarthy didn't run a whole lot in this one. He didn't really need to. He got rid of the ball quickly with authority. Michigan's two tight ends were really the guys who were the biggest playmakers on offense throughout the game. A.J. Barner, Indiana transfer A.J. Barner, who coming into this matchup, head coach Jim Harbaugh called the best blocking tight end in the nation. Well, he is... Arguably the best blocking tight end in the nation. But he can really scoot. He has good speed. He's very strong. Good route runner. He knows where to sit in zones. He can catch balls in traffic. Looks like he has really good hands. He can run guys over. A.J. Barnard looks like a complete tight end. He showed that in this one. Kind of a coming out party as a pass pass game threat. 8 receptions, 99 yards, 1 touchdown. And this was on 9 targets. Holding 8 of 9 targets. Absolutely great game from AJ Barnard and Colston Loveland, who said, who Jim Harbaugh has said is a generational type tight end. Loveland had four receptions, 79 yards, two touchdowns, and it was the tight end show. It was the JJ McCarthy and tight end show in this one. Other guys got involved to the tune of Samaj Morgan. Three receptions for 39 yards. Morgan continues to receive more playing time. He is one of the smallest guys on the team, but also one of the fiercest-minded on the team. He wants to get out there. He wants to produce. He's not scared of anything. He looks like a fearless playmaker on there. So guys like A.J. Barner and Samaj Morgan continue to see them, continue to expect them in the passing game in weeks to come. The rushing game for Michigan – Didn't really get going a whole lot in this one. Blake Corham had some hard runs, 15 carries, 59 yards. Alex Orgy, Michigan's fourth quarterback into the game. He had a touchdown in the final seconds. That was good to see. Donovan Adverts had a couple good plays in the passing game. Yet again, his biggest contributions continue to be as a pass catcher at this point in the season. And Michigan's defense, they've come close. With shutouts this season, but no cigar to this point until Saturday night where they did shut out Michigan State. They buckled down each time it looked like Michigan State was gaining traction, getting over the 50, getting close to the red zone. And then Michigan would just stifle them, shut them down. Michigan's defense had some turnovers in this one two to be exact. Jaden McBurrows, who was attacked, assaulted by Michigan State players in the tunnel incident last year. He had an interception in this one, and McBurrows is also really battled back from injury, so this is the most he's played all season in a game against Michigan State. That was great to see, and then what was insanely great to see was Mike Sainer still. His interception was a 72-yard pick six. Where he tippy down the sideline and then had a great burst of speed, and it was to the house. And by then, the game was out of hand, 35 to nothing. Michigan would score a couple more touchdowns after that. But if Michigan State thought they were going to come back at all, that really, the hope was dead at that point, and the crowd was silenced. So, was this the most complete effort from the Wolverines this season? I believe so, especially when you factor in all the outside noise that happened leading up to this game. All this drama, all the haterade. Michigan didn't let it affect them at all. They stayed laser-focused, as Jim Harbaugh said. All they wanted to do was talk about the game, nothing else, and it really shows that they really can lock in on what they're supposed to and not let other things distract them like another team could let something distract them. So there's a multitude of reasons why I find this to be a statement game. First, how they dealt with adversity through the outside noise. Secondly, factor in the outside noise surrounding the tunnel incident last season at Michigan Stadium and how some Michigan State players assaulted to Michigan players, factoring that in as well. Michigan played a very clean game. They weren't trying to get into extracurriculars. They made a business trip to East Lansing, and they came out of there with a shutout. So dealing with all that outside noise, that toxic, negative stuff, really didn't matter to them. And head coach Jim Harbaugh also said that at this point, yeah, from their success – People don't like seeing others be successful, that they do have a target on their back. Harbaugh also said there's been attempts to diminish this Michigan team, and it started you know, this offseason. Even with talking about Michigan's schedule and they play, have an easy schedule, there's been attempts to diminish the program in a lot of ways, and Harbaugh spoke to that at the end of the game. And he's just proud of how they stay locked in and make the main thing the main thing, as J.J. McCarthy would say. And the main thing is continuing to win and strive for not only a Big Ten championship, not only beating the rivals, but running the slate and winning a national championship. It seems like this team has armadillo crocodile skin that is tough to cut and penetrate this team, the team nucleus, and what they aspire to become. And as good as things were, 49 to nothing, as we said, you have guys. Like Colson Loveland, who said after the game that there's, there's things to clean up. They're not satisfied. They know they can get better. And that's what's good to see. They're going to go through the film of this absolute annihilation with a fine comb. And find what they can get better at on a down-to-down basis. A team that won the time of possession handedly. 32 minutes compared to 20 minutes. Had a red zone efficiency of 4 or 5 in the red zone. Just absolutely great stuff from Michigan across the board. Hats off to Jim Harbaugh. Hats off to defense coordinator Jesse Minner, Sharone uh, Moore, their offensive coordinator, Mike Elson, the defensive line coach, Chris Partridge, the linebackers coach. Just every coach on the Michigan staff has continued to play a role in why they are so dominant. Last week after Michigan scored 52 unanswered points on Indiana, Harbaugh talked about every assistant coach and how good they are and what they bring to the team. And I don't think Harbaugh was speaking hyperbole or in cliches. This is a very talented staff. The position coaches are able to prepare their units at an extremely high level. But part of that also is just the mental clarity this team has that the outside noise, they ain't going to let it bother them. And if anything, for a team like Michigan, who has not lost a Big Ten game since October of 2021 in East Lansing to Michigan State, they haven't lost a Big Ten game in two years. For a team that has continued to dominate the opposition, perhaps, just perhaps, this outside noise, these allegations, and the vitriol from some— and some even national pundits who are jumping the gun into guilty until proven innocent mindset about some certain issues. Michigan's team can use that as a chip on their shoulder, the Michigan versus everybody mindset and mentality. I would expect that to continue to materialize, that clearly it's not bothering them, and if anything, they can turn a negative into a positive and kind of beer them on in the weeks to come. But what's next for Michigan is a bye week. Then they play a home game at Michigan Stadium against Purdue. Then a big, big test against Penn State on the road at Happy Valley before heading to Maryland to take on Maryland, the Terrapins. And then the season concludes with another home tilt at Michigan Stadium, the Big House, against the rival Buckeyes. In a lot of ways, this Michigan team said on saturday night in east lansing that hey we're good we're for real any doubters doesn't matter to us the wolverines are national championship favorites right now in the betting world mccarthy is a heisman favorite this could be one of the most special seasons in michigan football history if they keep doing what they've done through eight weeks but the tests get tougher we all know that november is going to be a playoff mindset for the team harbaugh said that leading up into this game they have a november mindset So that's going to continue because Michigan's next game will be in November against the Boilermakers. But all in all, what a night for Michigan and a bad, bad night for Michigan State and anyone associated with that program. How it was meant to be. But before I get out of here today, we're excited about this next announcement. Tom Brady, the team at Autograph, have just announced the release of a game-changing new app that recognizes Michigan fans for their acts of fandom. The Autograph Phantom app gives you access to all your favorite Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines. All for doing things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Click the link in the description of this podcast and use our code EMBREW to download the Autograph app for free today. And this has been Trevor Woods from the Block End Podcast. and affiliated the F- It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope
0: with Victoria Cash.